0: This is the Your Kick-Ass Life podcast, episode number 98. All links and resources you hear in this podcast can be found by going to yourkickasslife.com forward slash 98. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. And I am. I have one exciting announcement for you. But before I tell you about that, I have a funny story for you. I always try to think of something funny to tell you to entertain you. And what has sort of become a trend to do is tell you funny stories about things that my daughter says to me because she's six and it's hilarious. And I thought it was hilarious. Hopefully you do too. So you might be able to tell by the sound of my voice that I'm under the weather right now. And a couple of days ago, I was sitting on the couch with my daughter and we were snuggling. And you know, when you're sick, you're like mouth breathing a lot and our faces are really close together. And she takes my face and her two little hands and she says to me, mom. Even though you have really bad breath right now, I still love you. And I was like, oh, thanks, honey. That's really nice of you. I said, Mommy's doing a lot of mouth breathing right now because I'm sick and I just don't feel good. She goes, it's okay. And then in the next breath, she says, and even when you get a big, big, giant, fat butt, I'll still love you too. And I was like, (laughs) trying to keep a straight face. I'm like, okay, thanks, I guess. So that, that was that. That was the deep conversations with Sydney Owen. All right, so let's get to that announcement. So coming up on June 1st, y'all, the 7-Day Courage Challenge is coming back. I'm very excited to host this again. If you don't know what it is, it is seven days. It's a free online event. And for seven days, we practice self-kindness, self-compassion, and The whole concept of feeling enough and feeling like you matter. So this is perfect for anyone that beats themselves up over big mistakes or little mistakes or comparing yourself to other women. This is perfect for anyone who struggles in that area, who feels like you fall short a lot of times, that you can't meet expectations, either that you make for yourself or that other people make for you. You feel like you're just like always coming up short and then you beat yourself up over it. You may have a really hard time speaking to yourself kindly. Um, We all fall short sometimes in our lives, whether it's as a parent, whether it's at our job, in our friendships, in our intimate relationships with the goals that we're trying to achieve. We all do, which is part of being human, having these, these failures. I always use air quotes when I, not that you can see me, but when I say the word failure. But that's what this whole event is about. It is, um, you get an email every single day for seven days from me and with a worksheet. And the best part about it is you get to join a Facebook group full of amazing women just like you that are on the same mission, that are working towards a better self and love the community of like-minded women. So it's really easy to sign up. You can do it via text, which is super easy because I know a lot of you are on your phone right now listening to this. So simply text the word courage to 444-999. And then you will get a response and it's super easy to sign up that way. Or you can go to yourkickasslife.com forward slash seven day challenge. That's all one word. Again, text the word courage to 444-999 and just follow the instructions there. Or go to yourkickasslife.com forward slash seven day challenge. And there is a super amazing uh, way to win some Free prizes. There's seven chances to win some free prizes. So once you sign up and you're on the thank you page, there's a short, very important video from yours, truly, about the seven-day challenge and then a way to win some prizes. So get on that girls. I would love to see you there. Even if you've already done the challenge before, I've ran it three other times. We're doing things a little bit differently this time. So I would love to see you there. There's, you know, you can always learn things over and over again. So please don't feel like because you've done the challenge before that you're good, that you're totally done. It's about 10 to 15 minutes every day. That's all the time that you need to commit. Of course, if you're in the Facebook group, reading posts and commenting and coming to the live chats that I'm going to offer you guys, it's going to take up more of your time. But the more time you put into it, the better. So I mean, you might have to sacrifice some of your Netflix binges or aimless Facebook scrolling, but it's all for really, really great cause, and that's committing to you and becoming a better you. So I really, really hope to see you there. And um, again, it's totally free. There's no obligation to buy anything. And so hopefully I will see you there. That's the announcement. And uh, here is today's lesson. Well, let's get one thing out of the way. I talk about the inner critic a lot because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this beast the voice in your head that keeps you small has the capacity to be the one thing that prevents you from living your most kick-ass life. And when that voice is uncovered, when it's managed and transformed, everything changes. That's why I talk about it so much. So this episode is about a real-life situation that happened to me about a year ago and how I dealt with and sort of rumbled with my own inner critic. And I'm also gonna weave in some possible examples that might happen in your life. So what happened was, uh, as most of you know, uh, about in 2012-ish, I wrote a book and I got a book deal and it was a dream come true. The book went out to the world, and in its first 14 months of publication, sold over 10,000 copies. And most people, you know, it's the whole, like, you should be proud of that. That's amazing. And I totally freaked out. It wasn't an, oh my god, this is so amazing, kind of freak out. It was an, I'm so incredibly uncomfortable with all this success and attention. I can't be a functioning human being ever again, kind of freak out. But I soldiered on through book promotion, and when that... Kind of dust settled i hid out for about four months um, when it was over and i was also during that time headfirst into working on my own shit because what happened during that time was a huge indicator to me that work needed to be done then about a year ago the call came from my literary agent he was ready for me to write a second book and called to talk to me about that and he asked for an outline, and, and I was ready at that point. I knew I had an idea, and so he asked for an outline, and I told him, at that point it was May of last year, the very beginning of May, and I told him I would have it uh, done and emailed over by the end of May, and May 30th came and went, and I had not started. I procrastinated like it was my job, and really, like, I was ready to write it, except that, oh my God, Committing to that is very, very, very scary. And you might be like, why is that so scary? Because I'll give you an inside peek as to what my own inner critic was saying to me the minute my agent told, told me that they're ready for book number two and wanted to talk to me about it. And it's so exciting and yay, it's just great. And my inner critic was like, what do you think you're like, like, a, like a real author now? And I also was spinning around the thought of this one needs to be way better than the first one. So you better not screw it up. You have to top it. You have to do better. And the idea that I had for the book, I just felt like it wasn't good enough. I just kept thinking like, either he's going to pass on it and tell me to scrap it and go back to the drawing board, or he was going to say, okay. And then all the publishers, like I was going to worst case scenario from pretty much like every angle of the entire project. And when I, dig really deep and ask myself what I'm really afraid of. And most people think like, is it, is it failure? Are you afraid of failure? Yeah, a little bit. But I think that at the same time, and even maybe more so, what scares me more is success. It's the big message of who do you think you are? And I'm no stranger to that question. I've been hearing it and working on it over and over since I started my business nearly six years ago, and to be perfectly honest with you, most of my adult life. And if that feels like you, if you want to, if you're like, oh my God, that's what I tell myself all the time, Make sure and check out episode 36. It's at yourkickasslife.com forward slash 36. I interviewed Tanya Geisler, who's a dear old friend of mine, and she is an expert on what is called the imposter complex, which is actually also going to be a chapter in my next book. So check that out, yourkickasslife.com forward slash 36 on the imposter complex. And I've, as I've been going through it again and again and working through it, I knew I needed to share this with you, my dear ass kickers. What are the steps that I take and that I teach my clients to make your way through it and to carry on? So here they are. And kind of like a a bonus step before any of this happens is that it's hugely helpful for you to know what your actual triggers are. What makes your inner critic go crazy? For me, work is a trigger. And I think for for a lot of people, whether you are an entrepreneur and own your own business or you are a corporate nine to five girl, I have in my experience have talked to a lot of women who it's a it's a trigger for them. And and some some of you some of y'all have it on lockdown and like your triggers are are somewhere else. But for working moms, it can be the work life balance is a trigger for them. So anyway, for me it was work is totally a trigger for me. I know it is And writing specifically is both art and career because they do it for a living and also a calling, I feel, kind of from the universe. So I know I'm very very vulnerable to shame here. And yes, I did just say the big SH word, shame. Something this big for me has the opportunity to bring up so much discomfort, i.e. criticism, failure, rejection, and feeling not good enough, All things that are a shame shitstorm for me. And when we're in shame, we hide unless we can learn to practice another way. So the official step one is that I know it's happening. And this might sound obvious, but for many people, they're so used to living in fear and being paralyzed by the asshole voice in their head, they don't even realize that it's happening. For me, I know when I'm not returning phone calls, In this case, it would be specifically to my agent when I'm hiding out, when I am procrastinating, when I tell nobody what's going on, if I'm feeling anxious about what's happening, if I'm beating myself, if I'm going over and over again, the what if scenarios, I know I am in trouble. And Just again, I want to remind you, you may have heard me talk about it in the very beginning of this episode, that the 7-Day Challenge is coming up on June 1st, and if you're already like, oh my god, this is totally me, um, I highly, highly encourage you to sign up for that, yourkickasslife.com forward slash 7-Day Challenge, all one word. So I know that if I've been hooked and all that stuff is going on, then I know I need to... Step two: Reach out and tell my story. Okay, so I'm gonna pause right there for a moment, and maybe your thing. Maybe you're thinking like, "Well, um, my things aren't like that. Like I, you know, I don't. Mine isn't right about writing a book." I want you to think about some things that might trigger you and hook you. So maybe it's about making a mistake at work. Maybe you haven't even really made any mistakes at work. Maybe you're just sort of like living in the perpetual fear of making a big mistake at work, like living in that sort of like anxiety about it. Or maybe you have parenting screw up moments where you completely drop the ball and you start beating yourself up over it, where you are comparing yourself to no end about, um, with other women at work or other moms on the playground or neighbors or friends or women on facebook that you don't even know whomever they are so your step one would be to know it's happening typically because you feel like shit (laughs) some people are like i get so lost in this in this um you know, this barrage of talk. I don't even realize I'm in it. It's happening for like one day. So if you are like doing stuff where you're maybe like getting kind of prickly with somebody that you care about or like gossiping more than usual or eating an entire sleeve of thin mint cookies or or something that's like a behavior that, you know, like doesn't feel really good, but it's kind of a numbing out mechanism for you. Check your thoughts because you're probably in like an inner critic shitstorm. So that might be helpful for you. Another thing I tell people, too, is once you start doing this work and listening to me talk about this ad nauseum, as I do, then you will probably start to hear that voice quicker. So you won't spend days on end in that tornado of talk. All right. So getting back to step two, reaching out and telling your story. And like Brene Brown teaches us, it's the right story at the right time. To the right person. Lord knows I have screwed that up so many times. <laughs> and look to the wrong person to try to help me through this mess. So, very luckily for me, I know I'm very blessed in this aspect. I have those people in my life. And, you know, I have figured that out through trial and error and for intentionally creating these relationships. So, if you don't have that person, I encourage you to go to Podcast 27. Um, it's it's very um, clearly titled How to Be an Amazing Friend and Manifest Your Tribe. It's yourkickasslife.com forward um, slash 27 that'll help you out a little bit. <clears throat> and these people that I have in my life, and hopefully you do too, I can call them and say, hey, so this is happening and I'm so freaked out by it and they don't judge me. They don't try to fix it. And they don't tell me I'm crazy for thinking that and to get over it or make me wrong for how I feel. These people see me and hear me and love me and all my humanness and all my human mess. And really the great thing about that, yes, is that love and connection and intimacy with partners and friends. And when we tell our stories to the right people, the shame aspect of your inner critic cannot survive. It's as simple as that it starts to diminish and you start to move through the feelings. So they don't just magically disappear. You start to move through them. So then step three is to do the hard thing anyway. And in the example that I gave you about really stepping it up and taking a deep breath and doing the taking the steps to write that second book, it was a matter of, processing all the feelings that were happening and then doing the hard thing anyway so this is actually an archived post that I wrote about a year ago and when I originally wrote this I sat down right afterwards and sent my outline to my agent for feedback so we could then send it to um, out to publishers and I even told him what I wanted in my contract this time which was very scary for me to take a stand for what I wanted and what I believed I deserved and guess what you guys I didn't die. And, you know, fast forward one year later to now, which we are in May of 2016, I have written the book proposal, we pitched it to publishers and signed a contract. My final manuscript is due at the end of this year. And it is still, it's still still really scary. It's still really scary. I've made it through. I've called on my friends as this whole process is going. Um, I've celebrated with people. I've freaked out with people. And I am very well aware of what is happening when my inner critic starts to get chatty, because it still does. It absolutely still does. And once I had acknowledged what I was really afraid of and got really, really curious about what was going on and I told my story to people I trust, it was easier to keep going. And was it less scary? I don't know, maybe, maybe not, but the inner critic voice had lost its power. And when it loses its power, you can make room for taking the action that lines up with what you really want in life. And taking it back to other examples that might be happening in your life, I think for a lot of people, what I see over and over again is that they need to have tough conversations about things. Maybe they need to have a hard conversation with a coworker or HR at work or they're boss, or maybe they need to have a hard conversation with their partner or their best friend or their mom, and they don't know how it's going to turn out. Because you know what? You know, the the example I gave you is a little bit of a Pollyanna story. Like, I'm not going (laughs) to lie. It could have gone terribly bad. And the thing is, is that I would have not been proud of myself had I just not done anything at all and just been like, it's too scary. I can't do it. I'm just not going to do it because then then I'll just be safe if I don't do it. A year later, five years from now, 20 years from now, I would have regretted not doing it because I know that's not in al- alignment of who I really want to show up as in this world. I would have had huge regrets around it. And I see that over and over again with women who need to have hard conversations at work, need to have hard conversations with their partners. Both are scary. Both are totally scary. It's scary to have those hard conversations. It's scary to not have it. Because when you don't have it, nothing changes. And then you also have regret, however long later, because you didn't stand up for yourself. For me, both are scary. It's scary to go out there and like put my art out into the world where people might not like it and criticize me and tell me it's all stupid. And it's also scary not to do it because I have these ideas and I want to get them out on paper to help people. Both are equally as scary, but what I always tell people is at the end of the day, which are you going to feel the most proud of? Even if the outcome is not good, it's not gonna, you know, it might not work out. There's so much uncertainty in it all, which makes it even harder. So um, that's all I got for you. And I hope you enjoyed it. And again, don't forget to sign up for the free seven-day Courage Challenge you can simply text the word "courage" to four 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 nine nine nine. I keep wanting to say niner. It's four 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 nine nine nine. The word "courage," or just go to yourkickasslife.com forward slash seven day challenge. And until next time, I will see you out in cyberspace. Bye, everybody.